0: Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. This is a special episode, and we're going to be talking about the war in Ukraine. Is this the final war? Is Russia's war in Ukraine the prophesied final war that Ezekiel talks about, the attack of Gog and Magog? Before we get into our show today, I just want to mention, since you're listening to biblical prophecy here on Luke 21 Radio, the other radio show that I do is called Faith and Family. And you might want to check out episode 379 of Faith and Family. It's on your same podcast type uh, uh, unit you're listening to this on if you happen to be listening via podcast. And that episode, I talk about the four horsemen of the apocalypse in Revelation 6 and that how that can have uh, implications once war started to go to depths of seriousness that we might not fully appreciate. It's just to encourage a real sober-minded approach to the conflict in Ukraine and some of the comments and how we make our comments and should we be negotiating for peace and such like that. Episode 379. So any case, here I am, very quietly. I didn't mention it to you on Luke 21 radio, but I've been doing some research on Ezekiel in the Old Testament, the Old Testament prophet, for future episodes, and I knew that Ezekiel is one of the dominant influences in the book of Revelation. So if you really want to understand biblical prophecy and Revelation, you have to understand Ezekiel, and then you have to understand how John uses Ezekiel, and so that's what I was doing. And then, lo and behold, with the war in Ukraine, uh, I saw this very uh, bold headline in Drudge. I saw it on YouTube. It's been in other periodicals. Uh, Pastor Greg Laurie of the Harvest Christian Fellowship out in California came out with a headline grabbing YouTube and how the war in Ukraine is talked about in the book of Ezekiel, and he claimed that this this war indicates the very soon second coming of Jesus. And after Greg Laurie came on and did this, I've noticed other rapture teachers are kind of coming out and making these public statements about the Ukraine war. And Interestingly, uh, Greg and I attended the very same California Jesus Movement Church uh, way back when, and this church had an exceptionally strong emphasis on the rapture at any moment. That theological school is called dispensationalism. But the thing is, I mean, I mean, I, I kept searching and searching and searching. I moved on from the rapture at any moment But Greg has said repeatedly, just like this church did before Greg even started as a pastor, uh, Greg has said repeatedly for 50 years that the second coming is very soon. And so uh, (laughs) just because a warning of very, very soon is repeated, uh, we should keep in mind that how long and how often has that person been giving such a warning? And you should know, by the way, I wanna be very clear about this, large, large numbers of Protestants don't hold the rapture at any moment. You're just not hearing from them for whatever reason, uh, you're hearing from the rapture folks. So uh, here's what Greg said. Greg claimed that scholars, Believe that the Rosh, the Hebrew word in Ezekiel chapter 38 and verse 3, refers to Russia. It just kind of sounds like Russia. And kind of based on the sound, um, they're saying that Russia, and it also talks about the nations coming from the far north. And if you look north of Israel, yeah, Russia is up there. There's a lot of other countries up there throughout history, by the way. And It's not true that the best of biblical scholars believe this is Russia. There are serious scholars at a seminary called Dallas Theological Seminary, the home of Hal Lindsey, the author of Lake Great Planet Earth and kind of a dispensational think tank. But generally, these are quotes about the view that Ezekiel 38.3 refers to Russia from very reputable biblical scholars, and these are primarily Protestant scholars since Greg is a Protestant. These three words, uh, actually four words, uh, the idea that Russia is misguided, laughable, silly speculation. Just because it sounds like Russia doesn't mean it means Russia. And in fact, Dr. G.K. Beale, who is In my book, the most outstanding English-speaking scholar on the book of Revelation, believes, along with other scholars, that this word rosh is not even a noun. It's an adverb meaning chief, chief prince, and not prince of Russia, but just chief prince, an adverb, not a noun. So, they don't even have the Greek, or excuse me, the Hebrew grammar uh, property. Now, thinking that Russia in Ezekiel 38 and 39 is Gog and Magog, identified as the chief enemy of God and God's people, that is a great way to encourage good folks who believe in the rapture at any moment to inadvertently support a conflict in Ukraine that could lead to a nuclear war. And, You don't wanna base your foreign policy and your war policy on faulty eschatology. It's a huge mistake. Now, here's the most curious thing about Greg, and I'm not picking on Greg, but he's the one that came out, at least that I saw first in making this bold decoration. It was one of the lead headlines on Drudge and other outlets a few days ago, is that Greg, to make his point, used Ezekiel 38 and not Revelation 20. You see, Revelation 20 also talks about Gog and Magog. And remember, the book of Revelation is highly influenced by Ezekiel. Revelation 20, talking about Gog and Magog, is talking about Ezekiel. And yet Greg and the other rapture-at-any-moment folks use Ezekiel 38 and ignore Revelation 20, leaving it in silence, while at the same time they're holding seminars and podcasts and writing books and TV shows on the Book of Revelation, Book of Revelation, Book of Revelation. And now when it comes to what's being talked about, about Gog and Magog, and what's this Rosh in Ezekiel 38.3? Silence. Okay. Let me read to you Revelation 20, just a few verses. "'And when the thousand years were ended, "'Satan will be loosed from his prison "'and will come out to deceive the nations "'that are at the four corners of the earth, "'that is, Gog and Magog. "'To gather them for battle, "'their number is like the sand of the sea. "'And they marched up over the broad earth "'and surrounded the camp of the saints "'in the beloved city. "'But fire came down from heaven.' and consume them. And that's not talking about nuclear missiles. This is talking about the fire from God himself. Okay, now, when I was doing my research, when all of this, I wasn't gonna even say anything about this till we get to the book of Ezekiel. But in any case, literally, I was right in the midst of of reading a a book on how John uses the book of Ezekiel in Revelation. We know that Ezekiel is so highly influential in St. John's Revelation, but there's a difference between Ezekiel and Revelation. Um, Dr. Beale and Dr. Bachman, two scholars that have written wisely in the book of Revelation, say that John is the prophetic interpreter of the Old Testament. In other words, the book of Revelation is John's prophetic interpretation of Ezekiel, and an interpretation isn't word for word, but it it's taking the same general concept from those Old Testament words and bringing it forward and interpreting it through the lens of now the Messiah has come. Now, just a for instance, in the closing chapters of Ezekiel, right along with Ezekiel 38 and 39, Gog and Magog and the invasion from supposedly Russia and such, are page after page of instructions on how to rebuild the Messianic temple. And you probably heard me say that the rapture at any moment folks are sending their hard-earned dollars from the United States to Israel to fund a special rebuilding temple fund for Ezekiel's temple. And again, these are the final chapters in the book of Ezekiel, both the Gog and Magog and the rebuilding of the temple. And here's what the New Testament says, 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. Do you not know that you, you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? For the temple of God is holy, which you are. Uh, This is a major misidentification of a fulfilled prophecy. It's now the corporate body of Christ in which the Spirit dwells, not in a building in Jerusalem. Ephesians 2, therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, having been built, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building, the temple, is being fitted together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. That's a pretty big miss, sending money to Jerusalem when you probably should be supporting your your church, you see, and who you are. It's It's a complete miss, but it's a misuse of the final chapters of Ezekiel, not realizing that, yes, we take them to the New Testament, but the Messiah has come, and we need a prophetic interpretation, and not according to our feelings and our intuition, but according to the apostolic writings, the New Testament, we can see what this means. Well, the same imagery is transformed regarding the Gog and Magog chapters in the final section of the book of Ezekiel. And whereas in in Ezekiel these nations are regional nations come and to one uh, nation Israel and surround one city Jerusalem, okay? But in Revelation that has now moved because in the Old Testament, they didn't foresee the Gentile church covering the world. It's now worldwide. And it says when it comes from the four corners of the earth, that's like saying the four points of the compass, they come from everywhere. And instead of attacking Jerusalem or Israel, the Antichrist is leading the world horde to attack the camp of the saints, which is the church worldwide. So, what the rapture folks are doing is that Gog and Magog in the book of Revelation is after the millennium. And according to Rapture folks, the millennium will not end to at least a 1,000 years in the future. And after that, Gog and Magog. So how could that be very soon if the book of Revelation says it's after the 1,000 years, which of course the Catholic Church, St. Augustine, and many Catholics and many Protestants recognize is the current church age. And as a result of that, Yes, the battle of Gog and Magog could happen, but let's look at it through the lens of Revelation 20 and not simply Ezekiel divorced from Revelation 20. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 268 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.